Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she'll deliver the article of impeachment against President Trump to the Senate on Monday evening. Correspondent Bernie Bennett has details. Radio and television gallery that the single article will be delivered Monday evening. The gallery made the planned procession of the article through the Capitol available to reporters. Its journey from one side of the Capitol to the other is expected to have it arrive and be presented to the other body by 7 p.m. Eastern. Upon arrival, the House clerk will announce that a message has been delivered from the Speaker of the House. The nine Democratic impeachment managers selected by Pelosi will present and read the article to the Senate, and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York will acknowledge receipt. Bernie Bennett in Washington. The U.S. has now surpassed 25 million confirmed cases of COVID-19. U.S. accounts for roughly 25 percent of all cases reported worldwide. This is SRN News. So we've turned a page in American history. At a very important time, the Democrats now control both houses of Congress and the White House. And now it's up to them to lead, to show courage, to make real decisions, to keep the country safe and defend the people, and to move our country out of a pandemic and back to prosperity. There will be many battles to come over the next four years, and we'll be here for them all. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson continues for another hour here on AM 1280. The Patriot, glad you're with us here on a Sunday just after 2 o'clock. Join us February 6th for our Narn Holes for Heroes broadcast. It's supported and warmed up by Snelling Heating. We're going to have Mitch Berg, Brad Carlson. They're going to be on Medicine Lake in Plymouth Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network Holes for Heroes broadcast. Do join us for that coming up on February 6th. The forecast calls for an overnight low of 3 for Monday, mostly sunny, and 18. sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm Clavated Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. And by the way, Mitch and I have been in the habit of doing a live stream of the broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. I'm waving to you all now. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And uh, it's a great way for me to interact with the listeners. I, I'm, I've got the video stream up on my uh, computer. And so if there's a comment, question, what have you, you can... Also, ask comments, questions via the uh, comment thread on this uh, on this live stream. Again, Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. We hope you will check it out. So, uh, boy, a lot to get to. I, I really, I, I'm not 100% sure where to begin. There's so much to get to uh, with this new uh, Joe Biden administration. One thing that we can... Uh, anticipate, and Ben Shapiro wrote a fantastic piece at the Daily Signal, uh, is that we need to get ready for four years of media syncophancy. You know, a bunch of syncophants in the media that are going to just give this fawning coverage of the Biden administration, particularly because they have the first ever uh, female vice president 
And that, you know, those, I mean, the Democrat Party is all about uh, intersectional politics, okay? They aren't about who's most qualified or, or anything like that. It's all about intersectional politics, you know, any, as many boxes as they can check off an intersectional scorecard, you know, uh, uh, certainly uh, minority, you know, that's a check mark. Uh, female, another check mark. But, uh, you know, tr- part of the LGBTQ community, big time check mark. I might get you a couple extra check marks there. They're all about identity politics. And uh, that, and of course, the media is just going to just going to eat that up. But this is from Ben Shapiro's piece uh, on Sunday, January 17th. Sorry about that. I got to refresh the page. On January on Sunday, January seventeenth, Vice President Kamala Harris, Vice President Elect, she was just elect at that time. Kamala Harris sat down with Jane Polly of CBS News Sunday morning. Polly treated Harris to a full-on journalistic massage. At no point was Harris asked a tough question. At no point was Harris treated as anything other than an idol worthy of worship. Perhaps the most awkward manifestation of the syncophancy came when Harris, an extraordinarily and transparently manipulative and mechanical politician, spouted a canned speech about relentlessness. I was raised to hear no. Let me be clear about it, said Harris. I eat no for breakfast. This prompted a spasm of ecstasy from Pauly, who immediately reflected Harris's bizarrely inappropriate laughter with an enormous grin of her own. It will be a long four years. For four years, the media complained that outgoing President Donald Trump treated them as an enemy. They self-servingly claimed that they were actually the protectors of democracy and individual rights. It took all of one month after Trump's inauguration for the Washington Post to add the slogan, Democracy Dies in Darkness, uh, to its masthead. By the way, remember that. I'm going to get to another story uh, in the next segment to remember that, how the Washington Post a month after Trump's inauguration added uh, democracy dies in darkness to its masthead. I'll come back to that. By October 2017, CNN began running ads explaining that was all about facts first. And then they have on someone like Dan Rather on their program. <coughs> I digress. Trump, for his part, attacked the media whether they deserved it or not. Every disparaging headline, true or not, became fake news. That was unjustified and wrong, obviously. But the media's lack of credibility wasn't solely attributable to Trump. It resulted from their own journalistic malfeasance for years on end during former President Barack Obama's administration. His only scandal was wearing a tan suit, followed by their aggressive repetition of even the most thinly sourced scandal regarding Trump. And now we'll return to the gaslighting of the Obama era, when members of the Obama team could openly admit to lying to the media only to receive obsequious praise in return. Already, the media outlets are praising the newfound veracity of Biden's press team. Despite the fact that Jen Psaki, Biden's choice for White House press secretary, was accused of openly and explicitly lying to the media in 2016. Media members are even admitting that the vacation has begun. CNN's Jim Acosta, and ladies, find you a man who loves you like Jim Acosta loves Jim Acosta, admitted that he'd be covering Biden differently, explaining... If being at the White House is not an experience that might merit hazard pay, then perhaps it's going to be approached differently. Of course, Acosta never needed hazard pay. He was too busy declaring himself a hero and preening for the cameras while pulling down a lucrative book contract. But now that the Biden administration is a reality, our media can go back to sleep. And, you know, the indictment of the media really really began by some during the 2016 camp or not 2016 2020 campaign when they strategically shielded Biden from taking any questions i mean Biden was calling a lid on his campaign activities by late morning a lot of the time and was never given never offering up any opportunities to ask questions his in person rallies were pathetic and again it's attributable to the virus. I mean, Joe Biden is not in the greatest of health. I mean, you can just tell by watching him walk and looking at him and listening to him talk. He's not in the greatest of health. And I'm not saying that, you know, and, and John Gabriel alluded to it last hour. We're not saying this to be mean or or degrading or anything. It's just a fact. You listen to him talk and watch him walk around. He's not well. And there have been long reported stories of Barack Obama 
prior to the 2020 campaign telling Biden, you know, Joe, you don't need to do this. You don't need to run again. Probably seeing that he was a doddering old man. And he's he's not la- he's not lasting four years. I'm I'm going on the record saying that right now, and I don't think that's exactly going out on a limb. But he's not going to last four years. He's just not. And then, of course, there came the big tech spike of the Hunter Biden story, which is now seen as a credible story. But the media parroted Democrat talking points as it just being Russia disinformation to focus on Hunter Biden's laptop and the and potentially damning evidence that Joe Biden knew of his son's business dealings with China and that Joe Biden himself was compromised. And now Joe Biden goes into this presidential administration saying that China is 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 not so much an enemy as much as they are a competitor. Okay, completely whitewashing the, the human rights abuses and their stealing of American secrets and their cyber attacks. Okay? While on one hand beat, doing the Drescher rum beat uh, uh, drum beat the Russia drumbeat for like four years during the Trump administration. Which, again, Russia interfered in the 2016 election. No one is disputing that. But if they're putting that on the level of what China has done to compromise our economy and our elections, they're deluding themselves. But here it is. And you get these fawning media types in the press room who are asking questions like, oh, well, is is Biden going to keep his Air Force One? Is he going to keep it the same color scheme as Trump does? But honest to God, that was a question day one. And there was a survey recently, 56% of Americans don't have trust in the media, in media institutions. Why is that? It's not because of Trump. And again, that's that Trump, I, I give credit to Trump in that he was willing to hit back at the media when they said said things that were definitive, definitively not true. But the problem with Trump is if there was a headline or a story he didn't like, he would just brush it off as fake news, even though some of these stories contained verifiable facts. So I think that's where Trump did a, did a disservice in hitting back at the media. I think he did a good service in pointing out that, hey, you aren't above repro- you aren't beyond reproach here. You need to be held accountable, too, for these thinly veiled stories, particularly during the uh, Russia collusion investigation, where Robert Mueller pretty much kept his head down and never engaged the media, except for one time, I think it was a, uh, I forget forget if it was a BuzzFeed story or what, where Robert Mueller had to basically come out and say, no, that's not true. Had something to do with Trump's former legal uh, guy, Jeffrey Cohen. Don't remember the, or Michael, is it Michael Cohen, Jeffrey Cohen? Don't remember which. But the point is that the media has nobody but themselves to blame. And now they are completely detached from the fact that they are complicit in why the public doesn't trust the media. And then you see their performance on day one. And it's despicable. And this is why we need to demand... In, in honest media is because in 2020 people didn't get all the facts. And you know what? Those who are complaining, well, I didn't know Joe Biden was going to come out against fracking and getting rid of any kind of uh, natural gas or fossil fuels or anything like that. Well, I, 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 I never knew that. Why didn't you know that? Do you ever ask yourself that question? Why you didn't know why it wasn't brought to your attention? Because these institutions that are supposed to bring you the facts, you know, CNN, who who uh, condescendingly talks about fat, their slogan being facts first, okay? Well, what about lack of facts? You know, it isn't, they, they say, well, it's not lying. We just didn't report on it. Well, that that's, I'd, I'd argue that's lying, but that's a sin of omission right there. But yeah, I mean, one of the, just after the third debate, when people who were already cast early votes were trying to make, there was a big Google search out of Pennsylvania. People were trying to figure out, is there any way they could change their early vote? Because when Biden talks about banning fracking and fossil fuels and whatnot, it's going to kill that industry. A big That's a big part of Pennsylvania's economy. You know, people in New Mexico, people in New Mexico 
are concerned about their economy going forward, because obviously that's a big part of it, is oil and gas. New Mexico voted to elect Biden by 10 points. There was an... Let me find this here um, real quick. Um, there was a uh, prominent uh, prominent labor union. Yeah. Let me get this. It was the... Uh, yeah, the Laborers International Union of North America. You know, back on November 3rd, they, they, you know, they responded to a tweet about uh, that Joe Biden put out November 3rd, Election Day. He says, well, Joe Biden, he stands with us, so we stand with him. Hashtag Layuna for Biden. You know, hashtag Layuna votes 2020. Hashtag labor votes. Now, all of a sudden, they're coming out saying, well, once uh, Joe Biden canceled the permits for the Keystone XL pipeline, Saying, well, pipeline construction, that's been a lifeline for many Liuna members across the country. The anticipation decision to cancel the Keystone Pipeline, which ultimately happened, will kill thousands of good-paying union jobs. And you know what? I'm not going to jump around. I'm not going to jump up and down like a poo-flinging monkey saying, I told you so here. That's not helpful. That's not productive because you're going to get some workers who are going to be out of a job. And taking pleasure in someone else's pain, I'm not interested in that. But it was a dereliction of duty, the media not reporting accurately what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were saying in all of these town halls and all these campaign meetings back when the Democrat primary was still going on. And then Joe Biden flat out lying, saying, oh, I never said I was going to ban fossil fuels or fracking or any of that kind of stuff. And then after that debate, moments after that debate, the Trump team came out and put out a video where Joe Biden said the very thing. But it didn't get any coverage. You got to ask yourself why. And if you have to ask yourself why, you're not paying attention. But you know what? This is this is something that we're going to have to endure, the fawning media again, and it's going to be like the Obama years all over again. And by the way, if Joe Biden doesn't finish this term, you're going to get a get a President Kamala Harris. Y'all looking forward to that? Or any criticism, substantive criticism of a president of color? But now in this case, a female president of color is going to be met with charges of, of misogyny and racism. That's going to be fun to relive all over again, isn't it? Well, hope you enjoy it, but we'll be here all along the way offering up substantive criticism because that's what we do, and it doesn't matter who the administration uh, in power is. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Over zany sound effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Patriot on the free radio.com app. We're here with another satisfied JTR roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update, we needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Hi, this is Tom Goodrich with Fishing for Life, and we have a whole new take on the famous Holes for Heroes Ice Fishing Tournament. This year, we're making it a virtual tournament from January 1st through February 6th. You get to fish where you want and when you want. You'll find all the details and how to enter and how to submit your fish at fishingforlife.org. You post your fish online with us, and we'll keep you posted on what place you're in at fishingforlife.org. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel 
over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. She hangs around the boulevard. She's a local girl with local scars. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriots. She got home late. Northern Alliance Radio Network. She drank so hard the bottle ate. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. She tried and she tried, but nothing's clear. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. Yeah, because you can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. For any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, talking about uh, the first week of the Joe Biden administration, uh, talking <laughs> specifically about the uh, fawning media coverage or if something unflattering occurs in the administration, just the non-existent media coverage, one of those things where uh, it's kind of like the monster under the bed if you ignore it. You'll realize it's not real. Well, you can't really ignore this one. But uh, before we do that, we do want to get to a call. Uh, Vincent is from St. Paul. He is calling on line one. Vincent, aloha. Aloha. Uh, Mahalo for your music. That means thank you in Hawaiian. Yes, sir. Um, Also, uh, happy birthday, Salem. You had a show. I came back home here in 2004. You had a show at Saturday at 9 a.m. when you uh, about veterans. Oh, okay. 9 a.m. So that's when you all had your shows going up to about 5 o'clock at night. Yeah, right. That's the original Northern Alliance and all the power line, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, sir. Um, also, about the media and things you're talking about, black robes. Mark Levin's got a lot of books out there, so maybe people could look up, you know, what he's written about, all of this stuff going back to the Tea Party time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, I've got a couple of Mark Levin's books. Uh, I think there's one in the history of the Supreme Court called uh, Men in Black. Yeah, that was good. That was fantastic. I enjoyed that one. And what's going on last week? I'm afraid, you know, getting stuff, you know, regulations that was in place before President Trump, you know, and affected me and I had to go through him and the Treasury Department, now I'm afraid they may go back to the regulation under President Obama and Vice President Pence, or Biden. Right, right. And so I'll have to see it there. I know Tea Party all over again. Thanks for the call, Vincent. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate it as always. Yeah, well, I, you know, the biggest problem with these executive orders is um, there we've We've centralized too much power into the executive branch. Congress has completely uh, abdicated its duty and has for past couple of decades, really. You know, even going back to the George W. Bush administration. Okay, we love W, but uh, yeah, they, they Congress, especially in the aftermath of 9-11, uh, consolidated too much power in the executive branch. And, you know, we have to, re- we have to return to the three co-equal branches of government because then uh, who the president is or is not isn't a matter of life or death. I mean, people were just you know freaking out election night, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, you know, uh, probably chain smoking and all that sort of thing over who who the president is going to be. And that's not how it should be. And that's that's not a that's not a comfortable place to be in this country. That that is that's for certain. But uh, I alluded to last segment, kind of about how the media is getting prepared once again to go into their. Uh, four-year slumber, 
Uh, because if it isn't going to be Joe Biden, it's going to be President Kamala Harris. So there will be a Democrat in the White House for at least uh, the next four years. And again, the, the kid gloves media coverage is going to ensue. And as I alluded to last segment, the Washington Post, uh, in response to Trump and his criticism of the media, put on its masthead, you know, democracy dies in darkness. You know, the New York Times even came out and indicated, you know, we're going to work hard to hold this administration accountable. It's like, um, wasn't that always kind of your thing? Weren't you supposed to hold all presidential administrations accountable? That I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, the media's genuine role should be, you know, just to report facts, factual information, and allow the readers to disseminate those facts. Instead, all too often, we're getting... Uh, hard news that's editorialized. I mean, in a newspaper, you have your opinion columns where people give their opinions. That's one thing. And they give their perspective, their opinions, and say, this is how you should think about this. But at the end of the day, it's just their opinion. But when you have a news story that's supposed to be comprised of hard facts, all too often it's being editorialized. And all too often it's favoring the left. But democracy dies in darkness or something. And Reason.com, Eric Baim at Reason.com, Uh, made an interesting uh, discovery uh, about a Washington Post piece regarding Kamala Harris. Now, remember, Kamala Harris, initially, uh, she was running for president. And because her polling numbers were so woeful for a candidate that was so hyped coming into the race, she dropped out before Iowa, the Iowa caucuses. Okay? Campaign just fizzled out. Again, this is from Eric Bame at Reason.com. When the Washington Post published a 2019 campaign trail feature about then-presidential hopeful Kamala Harris's close relationship with her sister, it opened with a memorable anecdote in which Harris bizarrely compared the rigors of the campaign trial to life behind bars, where Kamala Harris's California attorney general insisted a lot of inmates stay because it was cheap labor. <coughs> Excuse me. I digress. And then proceeded to laugh at the idea of an inmate begging for a sip of water. It was an extremely cringeworthy moment, even by the high standards set by Harris's failed presidential campaign. But now that Harris is vice president, that awful moment has seemingly vanished from the Post's website after the paper, quote-unquote, updated the piece earlier this month. Here's how the first seven paragraphs of that article published by the Post on July 23rd, 2019, and bylined by Features uh, reporter Ben Terrace originally appeared. Uh, I'll skip down to uh, Kamala's quotes here, Kamala Harris's quotes. Uh, I actually got sleep, Kamala said, sitting in a Hilton conference room beside her sister and smiling as she recalled walks on the beach with her husband in that one morning soul cycle class she was able to take. That kind of stuff, Kamala said between sips of iced tea, which was about bringing a little normal to the days. That was a treat for me. I mean, in some ways, it was a treat, Maya Harris said, but not really. It's a treat that a prisoner gets when they ask for a morsel of food, please, Kamala said, shoving her hands forward as if clutching a metal plate, her voice now trembling like an old British man locked in a uh, Dickensian jail cell. And water! I want water. Your standards really go out the bleeping window. Kamala burst into laughter. Okay, so those were the paragraphs that were essentially eliminated. Uh, It should go without saying that choosing to run for the most powerful political office in the world is absolutely nothing like being behind bars. And getting to squeeze in a morning soul cycle session before sitting down for an interview with a national newspaper is not remotely the same as dying of thirst. None of this is funny. The scene was a brilliant bit of reporting and writing because it did what fellow political features can accomplish, showing, rather than telling, something about the candidate at the center. Harris made her name as a prosecutor, and her track record includes defending dirty cops and laughing off criticism of her history of throwing poor parents in jail when their kids miss school. The Post provided a mask-slipping moment that seemed to perfectly capture a warped sense of justice and lack of basic human dignity, all in just a few hundred words. We've republished that passage here because you won't find it on the Post's website any longer. Well, once this story came out, the Washington Post uh, did have a response to this, 
And it turns out, uh, well, uh, we're running up against a break here, but uh, the Washington Post did have a response to this piece, and we'll come back and uh, share more of what they said. And take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for twelve eighty. Best burger in town, as far as I'm concerned, and it's twelve eighty anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway that right there approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many americans find such wonderful pain relief if you have back pain shoulder neck hip knee or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800 500 8384 This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137-800-323-8137-800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. Hey, folks! Don't forget, twenty twenty one marks our twentieth year on air. Now, the Northern Alliance has only been on for seventeen years, but AM twelve eighty the Patriot, twenty years. Yeah, twenty twenty one marks twenty years on the air. We're going to be celebrating all year long with a variety of on air features, familiar voices, past and present, and maybe. Just maybe an event or two, but we wouldn't want to spoil the surprise. Uh, <clears throat> but keep in touch by finding us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and if Parlor ever comes back, I'm sure you can find us on Parlor as well. So thank you to the listeners for 20 great years on the air. We can't wait for 20 more. And like I, uh, like I said, the Northern Alliance Radio Networks, as of March, will have been on the air 17 of those 20 years. So we've been a staple here, basically, and there's no stop sign in front of us yet. And as long as you, the folks, uh, continue to tune in and support us, uh, we'll continue to be here, and we can't thank you enough for that invaluable support. Uh, I was uh, going over a Reason.com piece where they discovered an excerpt that uh, 
was not very flattering on then-presidential candidate Kamala Harris was conveniently rewritten in the online digital version of uh, that uh, July 2019 story. And that seemed, well, I mean, the motive is pretty obvious. Now that Kamala Harris is vice president, they don't want anything out there that would look potentially bad for her or embarrassing or just cringeworthy. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Comparing your uh, presidential campaign uh, to people who are in jail, particularly in light of making your name as a prosecutor and your track record for defending dirty cops and uh, throwing poor parents in jail when their kids miss school, yeah, that's not going to look incredibly flattering. Well, uh, Reason.com updated their piece and here's what they had to say. Uh, as of one fifteen on January 22nd, the Washington Post has updated its website and URLs to restore the original version of the Kamala Harris profile detailed in Reason's post below. We should have kept both versions of the story on the Post site, the original and the updated one, rather than redirecting it to the updated version, Chris Karate, the Post's vice president for communications, told Reason in a statement on Friday. We now have done that, and you will see the link uh, to the original at the top of the updated version. Reason has updated the headline of the story to reflect changes. The rest of the story remains unaltered. So the obvious question is, why, in your opinion, did you feel the need to alter the original version of that July 2019 story? I would love to hear what the Washington Post, the powers that be, the Washington Post said. I mean, I... We're not dumb. We can ascertain why. But I would like to hear their rationale. Would they would they just try to give us a line of, a line of BS? Or would they say, well, you know, or would they actually tell us the truth or what, what we believe the truth to be? And we've got a, some pretty good insight as what the truth would be. And that is, well, we didn't want anything to reflect poorly upon the vice president. You know, now the current vice president, new, brand new vice president. Why not? Doesn't democracy die in darkness? Shouldn't the people know some of the things that their potentially elected officials are saying? And shouldn't they be able to decide whether that would be a deal breaker on how to view Kamala Harris, now Vice President Harris? Doesn't I thought democracy died in darkness. But we're going to cover up information that may appear flattering to who's in the White House right now? Because I got to tell you, I again, this isn't exactly going out on a limb. I don't think President Donald Trump, Vice President Mike Pence would have got the same courtesy. Just a hunch. So, I this was just this was just an unforced error, and of, and of course, they probably don't expect people to go back into the archives and actually uh, look at those particular old news stories, but. You know, uh, it just uh, it was a it was an unforced error, and kudos to Reason dot com um, for for pointing it out there. So uh, this is especially in light of how the Biden administration was celebrating the fact that they have the first ever female vice president, and it's undeniably historic. A, a female has never occupied that high of an office, particularly you know vice president. And it's inevitable before we get a female vice president. And it will probably be Kamala Harris, because I don't think Joe Biden's going to make it through the first four years. Now, there, to me, there's going to be an asterisk next to that, because uh, Kamala Harris will not be the first elected female president. You know, unless, of course, she seeks to run in 2024, which, of course, if she becomes president after Joe Biden leaves office in the middle of his term, which I predict will happen, yeah, then she'll probably run for for election in 2024. And I'd like to see a, a uh, someone like a Nikki Haley or be the first ever female president, you know, someone like that. Christy Noem, uh, you know, governor of South Dakota. I don't know if Christy Noem has any aspirations uh, to run for higher office, but there you go. But it's it was striking to me that uh, – This very administration, the Biden administration, on Wednesday, Inauguration Day Wednesday, much was made of of Kamala Harris becoming the first ever female vice president of the United States. And then within within hours, with a stroke of a pen, 
Joe Biden basically conveyed that gender is irrelevant. This is from a Heritage.org piece. Uh, In his inaugural address, President Joe Biden stressed he wants to be the president of all Americans, left and right, and bring healing and unity to the nation. Actions speak louder than words. And on his very first day in office, Biden signed a radically divisive executive order mandating the transgender agenda. Here's what it says. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. People should be able to access health care and secure a roof over their heads without being subjected to sex discrimination. And here's what that here's what it means. Boys who identify as girls must be allowed to compete in the girls' athletic competitions. Men who identify as women must be allowed in women-only spaces. Healthcare plans must pay for gender transition procedures, and doctors and hospitals must perform them. So for an administration, again, that was celebrating the fact, touting the fact, that they have the first-ever female vice president, Minutes later, they're signing this executive order, which makes gender irrelevant. So why are we celebrating the first ever female vice president when a man can basically come in and identify as a woman? I, I, I'm not, failing to understand this. And, and especially in light of men being able to compete in women's sports if they identify as a female. You know, I've been talking I've been talking about this with more than a few people this past week. I can't help but recall uh a I don't know if you all watch MMA, mixed martial arts, fighting, UFC, that kind of thing, that kind of sport. It's not doesn't do anything for me. I don't really partake in it. But some time ago there was a MMA fighter by the name of Fallon Fox who absolutely destroyed, pummeled her opponent in an MMA fight. And people were just marveled by it because it's like, my gosh, this Fallon Fox doesn't really have the, doesn't seem to be much of a finesse fighter, the skill set to be an MMA fighter, yet just beat the tar out of out of her opponent. Well, it was later ascertained that Fallon Fox is actually, was actually a man, born a man, and transitioned into a female like 2006. And still had, you know, the physical capacity of a man, which tells you everything you need to know. Because, I'm sorry, this is this is just basic, this shouldn't be a controversial statement to say men and women are different. They are. They just are. Biologically. That's biologically, physiologically factual. Men and women are different. And here you have this man who now identifies as a woman just absolutely beating the tar out of her biologically female opponent, despite not having any skill set in MMA, just using brute force. And so I've been talking to a few people about this since this executive order was signed by the Biden administration. It's like, what's it going to take for people to get a grip on this stuff? Where we're allowing teen girls you know where it's becoming like a click type of thing where we're 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 enabling this behavior where they say you know I'm I I'm I'm a uh you know a young girl but I I think I'm a boy and I want to transition to being a boy and then later uh rejecting it re- and and re- not rejecting regretting it regretting that transition uh Abigail Shire has a book out called uh I believe it's called Irreversible Irreversible Damage where she talks about that very thing where these young, yeah, Irreversible Damage is the name of the book by uh, Abigail Schreier. I'm going to pick that book up, where it talks about uh, the rapid onset of gender dysphoria and talks and does research talking to hundreds of young women who express regret that as young girls they decided they wanted to transition and be boys. Well, here you have the you have the exact opposite. You had this this male who transitioned into a female and just beat the tar out of this woman in this MMA fight. And so my point is, what someone is going to get severely, irreversibly injured with stuff like this? 
You know, I mean, you take the 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 fastest woman in the world. You're talking about foot race or marathons or whatever. You take the the record time for a female marathon runner, and where does it stack up in the in the times of you know, biological males? It's probably well down the list. And again, that's not a controversial statement. Biologically, men and women are just built differently. But yet, we're enabling young girls who want to make these awful decisions, and young boys too. There's there's probably young boys that, that want to transition to being a female. Okay, I get all that. But it, it seems to me that this is just this this is just kowtowing to far left activists on this issue. And I tell you, there were a lot that you know. Again, it's it's funny to me, you know, Amy Klobuchar or our senior senator here in Minnesota, you know, was constantly trolling on Twitter. You know, I just I just heard her annoying voice every time she put out these tweets. Well, in X number of days, we're going to have a president who believes in science. Yeah, and uh, and I would always reply to that tweet with an article where Joe Biden was quoted that there are at least three genders. That's not very scientific to me. So, uh you know, again, this is uh, people, the language in the executive order talking about, well, children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom or locker room or school sports. Well, what about uh, a young man who now wants to identify as a female and gets access to the female locker room in a high school? So the the privacy rights of all those biological females in that locker room doesn't mean doesn't count for anything aren't there shouldn't their concerns be addressed but chris cuomo just calls them a bunch of bigots remember that one cnn host chris cuomo who was asked well, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute uh, if a, if a boy identifies as a girl and wants to use a girl's locker room what what if the girls have a problem with that basically wrote it off as them being bigots it's like what the, we shouldn't take their privacy concerns into account at all i'm I'm not understanding this. Uh, and again, uh, I, I encourage you to pick that book up. I'm going to pick this book up as well. Uh, Abigail Schreier, Irreversible Damage. Uh, uh, this was a well-researched book from everything I understand, and I'm going to uh, check it out, and I will uh, definitely uh, report back. Uh, that is for certain. One final segment coming up here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Oh, burr, it's cold out there. Now, imagine this. You leave your nice, warm, and toasty home only to get into your vehicle and hear this. Your battery's dead. Full-service battery can help you avoid this nightmare situation. Not only do they offer the lowest prices in town on batteries, they'll even professionally install them free. That's right, a powerful new battery installed free. Now, that's what we like to hear. Find them at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. Warning. Warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. Hi, this is Ryan with my three quotes. 
As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through my three quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. I don't think a song like this could pass muster today. I'm just saying. And for those who are wondering, this is my song selection, not throwing the uh, new producer or new board op under the bus. Ahab the Arab by uh, Ray Stevens. Check it out. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, Ray Stevens was kind of the weird Al Yankovic of his day back in the 60s and 70s. Hey, one final segment of the broadcast here, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, obviously, the incoming Biden administration, one of their big concerns, so let's say, uh, is the combating of the COVID-19 pandemic. And Joe Biden, of course, there was a tweet of his that was circulating from back in October talking about how he's not going to shut the country down. Uh, he's going to shut the virus down. And then just the other day he says, well, the virus is on a trajectory that we just can't stop. It's unstoppable. And, of course, they're throwing the Trump administration under the bus, basically saying, well, we were left with no a vaccine uh, distribution plan. Sure, the vaccine is being mass produced and it's ready to go, but we, have, we were left with no distribution plan, uh, which was emphatically false. Even Dr. Fauci, who was not exactly a big fan of Donald Trump, given some of the passive-aggressive swipes he was taking at the Trump administration this past week, even he has come out and said, well, that's not exactly true. Yeah, we have a plan. We just have to fine-tune it. And um, Joe Biden is saying, well, we're, 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 uh, we're, we're wanting to work up to 100 million shots in, in 100 days. So a million shots per day, which um, in the last week there was an average of 1.06 million doses per day. So that was already in place. So kudos to Joe Biden for, I guess, wanting to maintain the status quo, even though he's insisting that uh, he uh, did not have a plan that he inherited. Uh, this is a story from uh, Bloomberg dot com talking about the rollout. Uh, the U.S. rollout fell short of federal projections as vaccinations proceeded unevenly across the states. The initial round of shots through early January has been had been has been doled out primarily through hospitals and other institutional health care settings. The next phase will draw more on pharmacies and health clinics, places where vaccines are more traditionally administered and will broaden the pool of people eligible to get the shots. Some states are turning sports stadiums and theme parks into mass vaccination centers. In an effort to speed up vaccinations after a rocky rollout, the U.S. government on January 12 began encouraging states to start immunizing all residents 65 and older along with those ages 16 and older with certain medical conditions. The directive would open vaccinations up to more than a third of the U.S. population, more than the current supply of vaccines could support. Uh, the U.S. is managing state allocations of Pfizer and BioNTech's vaccine, as well as Moderna's shot, and has said it will make more shots available in order to increase vaccinations. Both vaccines require two doses taken several weeks apart, at least 3.14 million people have completed 
the two-dose vaccination regimen. Now, from what I understand, it's after the second shot that you have up to it's a 95% efficacy rate, which is, you know, you're pretty much in, in, in really good shape is uh, kind of the layperson's uh, definition of that. So the only states, you know, you talk about um, percent of shots used, you know, U.S. totals. Uh, you have North Dakota, 85.4%. West Virginia, 81%. South Dakota, 72%. New Mexico, 72%. District of Columbia, 66%. Utah, 65%. I mean, these are states, particularly the Dakotas, are much maligned for how they handle the virus. And people saying they didn't shut down, they, they didn't shut down. I mean, South Dakota's never shut down. Governor Christy Noem came out the other day, says we have never shut down and our unemployment rate is lower than it's ever been. And they've also administered 81% or 72.4% of the shots. That's third behind North Dakota is number one, 85.4%. West Virginia, 81%. Now, I don't want to make this a red state, blue state. But isn't it amazing how some of these blue state officials, like Governor Illinois Governor Pritzker, uh, New York Governor Cuomo, are now strongly signaling, wow, oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe it's high time we need to reopen here. You know, the economy's been suffering long enough. We can't we can't make the uh, 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 the you know the cure here the uh, the rem- the cure more uh, uh, worse than the virus. Huh, if only, been, if only been, someone had been signaling that from day one, that these tight lockdowns just don't work. So, anyways, we certainly uh, hope for the best for this uh, vaccination uh, distribution. Again, that, that should have been obvious from the start. With, what was it, 70 to 80% of the 400,000 deaths from COVID? have been elderly people ages 65 and older? Why weren't they being prioritized from day one? This is what I don't understand. But regardless, let's hope uh, that we can move forward. And again, that's an awful, uh, noble goal of Joe Biden, wanting to administer one million shots per day. Oh, you mean something that had already been in place before he took office? Uh, Hope and pray for the best, that is for certain. Folks, I've enjoyed it as always. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Open all the doors and... Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. To find your balance, keep riding. And if you stop, put your feet down so you don't fall. Progressive Motorcycle also presents roadside assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliate. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? 
Does your doctor insist on giving you more medications, but your neuropathy is not improving? Stop masking the symptoms and get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 86,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Health Center has helped hundreds of patients reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-300-8338 to schedule a full neuropathy workup with Dr. Knight. Celebrating two decades on air. This 